When you think of Idaho, a few things may come to mind. Potatoes, open plains, for the historically savvy, the Oregon Trail, and a lot of flat land. What may not be first on your radar is an unsuspecting ranch with over a century of ghost stories to tell. Some haunted locations have tragic notable events or specific historic tragedies. Then there are others that have normal pasts with unsuspecting events and sad but typical tragedies. It doesn't always take a large stain on a location's history to create a haunted house. Even your average disgruntled spirit can hang around at the likes of the Strickler Ranch. Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. How long ago was it when we recorded last? Like in the time that we're recording now, it was like a week ago, right? Rough, a little over. It just over a week? feels like I haven't done that in oh, a long time. I don't I know. know. I started talking. I said, "Uh oh, this is someone else's podcast <laughs> intro." Because I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. It's ours. So it is ours. ours. This is, or so they say's podcast, meaning us. We are them. Yes. <laughs> Don't get existential now. Oh my God. Why? And, don't tell me what you're thinking. <laughs> I, no, I don't know. Like, we are they. I don't, just don't. Anyway, I'm Kelsey and I'm cold. You're cold? Yeah. It is a little. No, I have the air conditioning on because it is summertime and it's hot as heck. But like, I get in here, I'm like, oh, it's a little chilly. Like, maybe I should turn the air up. And then I, it's one degree and I'm like sweating. Mm-hmm. sweating out of my skin so pretty much i just i don't know maybe i'll put pants on that, that sounds gross even but i'm wearing shorts like, not, it sound like i'm not wearing anything oh my gosh it's okay. your house you i know i'm you comfortable you have to deal with me and my comfort mm-hmm. i don't though i could just leave <laughs> okay we're back it's thursday it's last Last episode was Alton Park. Alton, two. yeah, that we had visited. So we're back on track, traveling through America. I almost said the Americas. That's not the, correct. What? Yeah. No. And we are now in the lovely state, I can only <laughs> assume, of Idaho. Why do I just never think of Idaho? I know. Like, I feel like I don't, you get potatoes. Like, Idaho is to potatoes that Indiana is to corn. That's all. And it's funny because I feel like there's so much to Indiana, but we're here. Mm -hmm. I bet people in Idaho feel the same way, but it's like, oh yeah, Idaho is a state that exists. And that's about where it stops. Sorry, guys. Fun stuff there besides flat land. I bet. Yes. I don't even know where it is relative to us west, I know, but. I don't. Yeah, I'm the I'm the typical American that if I was handed a map, a, a blank map, and they're like, write out where the states are. Mm-hmm. I got Texas, California, Indiana, Florida. Michigan, Wisconsin. Like, okay, I've got an. I guess See? I said like five. I'm like, I've got this. You can do the perimeter and then just fill in the yeah. center. Yeah, and that's like what is it? Oregon, Washington, California. I don't, uh, sorry, a fuzz just went past my face. I was terrified. (laughs) Point is, I don't know my states. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. I don't know. I had public education. What can you do? Right. Whatever. (laughs) It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. All right. 
So we are in Hanson. We are Idaho. Yes, not spelled like the great band, right? The popular boy boy band. band. Yes, not like that one, but close. Mm Hmm. If you caught our post the other day and you want to know why we posted Hanson, that's why that was our yeah (laughs) my loose grab. Right. The other part of that post shall come, but it will. We'll get there. I know, and I, surprisingly, I didn't listen to Hanson gearing up for this. We should have. Should have. It would have hyped me up. I'm cold and I'm tired and I have a headache. Oh, <laughs> we should change our intro music to Mbop. I'm not doing that. No, I'm okay. not going to figure that out. Sorry, guys. You get the normal intro. Also, don't want to pay royalties, so. Whoa, sorry. Goodness <laughs> sakes. If you heard that, I don't know. Well, maybe I'll cut it out. Uh, <laughs> Whoops, maybe. it easy. Anyway. I'm trying to drink my drink, and I just sat it right on. Like the, the mic cord. Yeah. Whoops. Anyway, well, I'm going to cover the uh, background, I guess, about I- Hanson and the places that we're covering, which I say places. It's really two because you couldn't find a ton of information without covering the other one. Okay. So this week we're going to be covering the Stricker Ranch and, oh my gosh, what is it called? I already lost it. I know, you said <laughs> and it. And Rock Creek, um, the Rock Creek Station. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I've got notes in two different places, so I was looking at Stricker, but Stricker Ranch and Rock Creek Station. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, but first we gotta talk about Hanson because that's our new thing now. This I know, not the band, unfortunately. No, not the band. They didn't they in the three members of Hanson. Yeah, didn't they in the recent future get back together to perform? Yes, like definitely. It's been a couple of years. I feel like it's been since the pandemic because it was like one of the first little rays of hope Mm -mm. that came through. (laughs) It came back to just make us feel better about. Yeah, it was mostly for morale, and it didn't help a lot, but it helped a little. A little bit, yes. A little bit. (coughs) Sorry. You're fine. I choked right before this episode started. I feel (laughs) like I'm still recovering. She went to go whisper something nasty into the microphone and immediately (laughs) choked on her spit, so. Not nasty, like nasty, nasty. No, just like mouth noises, yeah. (laughs) You have to be specific. Okay, I know. First, I don't have any pants on, and then Megan's saying nasty, <laughs> no. whispering nasty things into the microphone. Oh my god! Okay, we need to talk about the city. Hansen, okay, yeah, let's get back. Need to do. So, I'm getting this information from WorldPopulationReview.com. We've got. It's kind of a standard now. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna get, at least they'll be accurate across all cities. I mean, True. whatever. Yeah. Kind of. In a way. <laughs> City of Hanson's population is 1,074 as of the 2020 census. Nice. And it has been on a steady decline for a minute. Oh, dang. Uh, I mean, it's only declined like 1% since 2010, but when you started with 1,000 people. Yeah. You jump. You're so funny. You get like... What? You're such a nervous Nelly. 
<laughs> there's all, there's people out for me. I don't know. You guys didn't even hear that. There was just a noise on the in our headphones from yeah, the computer. Yeah, my computer wants to install an update. Sorry. <laughs> she about jumped out of her skin. My eyes hurt. Like, I jumped so hard it hurt my eyes. <laughs> Jeez. I just... I washed your face, your eyes, and everything. You went. <laughs> Do you remember the movie uh, Loser with? Is it Jason Big or whatever? Yeah, Jason Big. Where the the guys like Fat Rita will take you home, and he yes. makes, like that's the face that I imagine. Yes. Oh my god, that was funny. Sorry, my head hurts more now. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Anyway, their population has been declining for at least the last decade. It's only been a percent, but they had like 1,100 people in 2010. Now they have 1,074, so. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's not a lot. Not a lot going on in Hanson. The average household income is, if, I don't know, if, what did we say the national average is? Oh, it's I like literally just deleted thousand? my notes from that one the other day. I thought it was like 50. Oh gosh, fifty to sixty. Yeah, something. I want to say fifty-eight, but so it's actually pretty close. Their national, or not national, average household income is fifty thousand five hundred and six dollars. Okay, that so doesn't really surprise me. Pretty close. Now the poverty rate. I feel like this is high, but you're also only talking about a thousand people. So I think the average is eleven percent, eleven point eight percent. Okay, it's twenty-one point two six here. Regardless, that is high. That's still like. <laughs> 200 people almost 200 people if you're talking a thousand and yeah. it's 21 percent that's yeah i feel like i don't know i don't want to sound stereotypical and maybe maybe you'll cover it i don't know but i feel like out there you've got farming mm -hmm. and that's about it and that stays in the family like they're not gonna have a ton of you know stem jobs out there no. i wouldn't imagine no definitely no fine arts jobs out I don't, well no mm. see i'm generalizing sorry idaho i don't know i mean this particular city i would say no yeah there's not a ton going on there lots of agriculture and physical laborist work mm -hmm. now if you wanted to rent a uh, an apartment here that's probably your best bet because the Median rental is seven hundred and sixty-five dollars a month. That's almost half of the national yeah. average. Yeah, and the median household value is one thousand nine or one hundred nine thousand six hundred dollars. I think that's still below which average. Is way below because yeah, the median's like three hundred thousand. Oh yeah, we discussed this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now the median age of this town is thirty-two point six. I'm telling you, it is the ladies. This is relatively a young town but the average age for males is 28 oh and females is 37.5 uh, uh okay yeah wait sorry i keep clearing my throat, my throat no it's fine i'm i don't know what to make of 28 is the average for males yeah what I don't know. I have like a bunch of weird thoughts running through my head on why that might be, but I'm going to like keep them to myself because they're not really, I don't know. They're oh. weird thoughts. Oh, well, I just thought because the population's been going down, it's such a small population. I assumed it'd be older people and yeah. they're just oh, kind of yeah. dying off, but I, that is wrong. It's actually pretty young people living there. I mean, honestly, if you want to break it down to like really simple stuff, it sounds affordable. And if it's close to, like, Boise or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or wait. 
Is no. that Idaho? Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know my states. Oh I told you. Oh my god. I Point can't... is, if it's like relatively close to a larger hub, it sounds really affordable. So like, why not? Yeah, well, here for us, we don't want to go there. I'll I'll get there. I'll go ahead okay. and tell you the um diversity breakdown of the city. You can blinded by the white. It is 92.96% okay. <laughs> white. Okay. 4.6% two or more races. Okay. 1.66% Native American. Yep. 0.75 other. Yep. 0.3% Asian. Okay. And zero. Zero African American, zero Native Hawaiian. I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, here's why we will not be moving there anytime soon. Men, if you want to, sure. Go for it. Oh, Okay. I pulled this stat. I, we don't usually find this or cover this, but I there's saw always something it that stands out from city to city that we do. Like I know I always go on tangents. There's always one thing. Well, I'll tell you, there's nobody there with a graduate degree. Oh, okay. They have high school, some college, and bachelors, but they don't even have an average um, income for graduates or graduate degree people because there aren't any or there aren't enough <laughs> i get i mean because i know honestly farming agriculture things like that is pretty like it takes a lot of knowledge like you go to school for that stuff i suppose it doesn't have to go into graduate mm -hmm. i'm still sticking on this very generalized idea of idaho but yeah well, let's just go with a high school graduate. That's the that's the largest percentage people who graduated high school and then went into a trade or <laughs> something afterward that didn't include a degree. Yes. The average just overall for a high school graduate to make there's 31,875. Okay, that's unfortunately kind of comparable to here. Yeah. Now, males <laughs> make 38 1,824 out of high school, where a female makes 22,708. There it is. That is $16,000 difference. Well, because, you know, I, don't, I doubt 72 cents is even accurate anymore. And also, well, the silly women thinking they can do laborious jobs and STEM work, that's not there. And you're looking at about, it doesn't matter if you. Uh, if you left school before ninth grade, if you have high school degree, some college or a bachelor's degree, uh, women are making on average about $14,000 less than men in that city. That's horrendous. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee it's women working the same jobs as men mm -hmm. for that much less pay because we also don't like to talk about our pay for reasons that have been instilled in us because of capitalist whatever like talk about your pay get your raise find out that you're making 14,000 less than your counterpart that happens to have not your parts yeah <laughs> <laughs> and get paid the same or more but it i mean that's your average breakdown at the top is 27,000 men making 37 women making 21 that's horrid so 21 percent or 21%, 21,000. I just recently did the math on, like, at least in Indiana, I know minimum wage is, like, 
weird. I think it's kind of changing. So a lot of companies as like separate entities have bumped up to hold on to your hats, $10 an hour. Uh, but Indiana still minimum wage is seven twenty-five, And I know that in a year is 19, Less than 20. Yeah, it's, it's 19,000 like or something like that. So they're probably making $9 an hour average. Yeah, probably. Cause I know I was actually doing some math earlier too. I think around the $30,000 mark, you're making somewhere around $18 an hour, which is nuts. Oh, around what? Oh, well, that would be before taxes. I guess this is probably before taxes. $18 an hour gets you how much? around 30 some thousand right right yeah i i don't know yeah they're probably making yeah, <laughs> well maybe ten dollars an hour <laughs> yeah but regardless it doesn't matter those numbers i was just like Ugh. so ten dollars an hour for women twenty dollars an hour for men on average mm-hmm. and that's just assuming hourly i don't know about salary i mean st- it's right there <laughs> you still want to move to handsome no <laughs> no Nope, nope, nope. That's it. Okay. No thanks. So I tried to find like fun stuff going on in the town because we came across <laughs> those in smaller towns yeah. in the past. Yeah. It just so happens, you guys, we are just in time. If you're in Idaho, if you are near Hanson, get ready. Oh, as you're listening to this? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's um when you're hearing this, it'll be this weekend. Uh, it's the 13th of August, is the Stricker Ranch Spaghetti Western. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now I want spaghetti. Oh. I don't have the means Let's take here a little for spaghetti. Trip. So. Let's take a little trip. This comes from KEZJ, which isn't fun to say, yeah. um, dot com. It's their radio station, 95.7, New Country. Okay. They said... <laughs> Do you love games? Yeah. Do you love eating delicious warm spaghetti? I like cold, but go on. If you enjoy one or both of these, there is an event taking place in the Magic Valley this weekend that is tailored made for you. It is the Stricker Ranch Spaghetti Western, and it is taking place this Saturday, August 13th, from 6.30 p.m. until 8.30 p.m. at the Rock Creek Station and the Stricker Home Site. The expectations are so low. Yeah. Do you enjoy having fun? Do you enjoy <laughs> eating warm sustenance? Yeah. <laughs> Come on down. Now they're they gave the address. It's thirty seven fifteen East thirty two hundred North Hanson. Well, we now know there are no marketing jobs in Hanson. Sorry, that's horrible. <laughs> Tickets to the event are $30 per person. (laughs) What spaghetti? Where is this coming from? (laughs) Or $50 per couple. Don't hesitate as there are only 50 spots available. My God, what? Do you want to know how small this town is? The meal at the event will consist of spaghetti cooked by Martha Roberts. Oh, no. (laughs) As well as garlic bread and salad. Oh, my gosh. And you know salad's going (laughs) to be the bagged iceberg with the sliced carrots in it. Mm -hmm. And then you've got ranch, blue cheese, because there are horrible people in the world. No. Uh, Light ranch, because the women that can't (laughs) afford the full fat ranch have to get the light ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before and after dinner, they will be playing a game that is a combination of Clue meets Amazing Race. Yeah. I I did the same thing. I went, yeah, wow. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
There will be slight physical stages and mental puzzles as you eliminate suspects at each station before Uh, determining... So again, women are out. Go on. (laughs) Before determining a person, place, and a weapon and who committed the crime. It is a unique event that also gives back and raises money for a good cause. What's the cause? It didn't say. Okay. I'll tell you, I did find it later, though. All the money goes to keeping Stricker Ranch and Rock Creek Station up and running. So it's them. I, I don't know. I'm so sorry <laughs> that I'm pooping on this. Like, if Hanson is listening, if Stricker Ranch is listening, if Idaho, if all 100 of you is listening, like, <laughs> sorry, it just sounds so silly. Like <laughs> The Stricker Ranch Spaghetti Western. And first of all, putting ranch and spaghetti in the same sentence just made me cringe a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know it's going to be on the Dixie paper plates. Not, like, not the good, the chi- what was it, China? No. Whatever the really flimsy ones are that oh. they're only serving warm spaghetti because if they served hot spaghetti it would burn the hole in your it's plate just, <laughs> so. it's just great value yeah it's great value <laughs> oh my god anyway that's going on so we are just in time i'm about to make a trip We're down gonna- to idaho you're <laughs> gonna find out next week if we win mm-hmm. the answer's <laughs> no but it's all right how far is you know what start looking up directions because i i've told hanson idaho 3715 east 3200 north i'm not looking up an exact address oh. i don't have to you in one year out the other i'm sorry we're looking up hanson all right we're gonna move on now to the town itself what hanson- i guess i could look up stricker <laughs> hey sorry you really You're- didn't have to look up i'm like waiting you don't but- have to do this <laughs> Stricker, do you see me? I'm getting so old, I can't read. Oh my god! Would okay. you like me to continue? On? Rock Creek Stricker Ranch. I said, show me the directions. All right. I just really want spaghetti. That's why I asked. I know, and I don't have spaghetti here in my home, <laughs> so I'm willing to drive a day. I've never seen it not say hours. It says one, one day. day. Oh lord, <laughs> twenty four hours. One day. To get it's sixteen hundred sixteen hundred miles. So it's next to Wyoming and Utah, which I obviously knew, and Nevada. Oh yeah. It's yes, next to cool. Oregon. It is east of Oregon. Oh. Hmm. Goodness sakes. That's a And you know what? I don't know I'm not good with like spatial awareness. It's like right in the middle towards the bottom of Idaho. Mm-hmm. And if it's kinda like Indiana, if anything is in the bottom right corner of Oregon that's probably like people are probably living out in idaho and working out in oregon and that's probably where all the money is i did see uh someone left a review on the city i didn't write it down on the city the whole city yes they gave it five stars and they said it's a good place to stop and get gas before you head out of town oh my god <laughs> their review is really funny that's that's rough this town does have a motto. It was on their home page. Okay. Their motto is Doorway to the South Hills, meaning you don't stay here. This right. is We're merely a passage. A stop. Yeah. yeah. We're merely uh, an impasse. That's pretty much they're like, we're, they weren't lying. This is a really good place to stop and gas up and then keep moving. Impasse is not the right word. What is the word? I'm, an obstacle. We're merely an obstacle. Pretty much. Open the door yep. and get out. The, this is coming from their website. Uh, it's southernidaho.com, I think. The city of Hanson is a small farming community with a population just over a 1,000. Nestled on the old highway heading to Burley, Idaho. 
Oh. Okay. That one, yes, of course. mm -hmm. This town is also the turning point when heading toward the South Hills, which is a popular fishing, camping, skiing, and recreation area. Local small businesses include South Hills Bar and Grill, T&T Cafe, and the Town Tavern. The fact that you can... If something like... If Terre Haute listed something like this and they're like, local businesses include... It'd be a nightmare. Pages. Yeah. Which is good, but like... Mm-hmm. That's how small we're talking. Yep. Just north of Hanson is the Hanson Bridge, which has or which was said to be one of the highest spans of the US at one time. Which is which was something. probably back in the eighteen hundreds. Like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> the Rock Creek Station and Stricker Homestead is located nearby. That includes the Stricker House, Rock Creek Store, a Pioneer Cemetery, and numerous outbuildings to see. The historic site is listed in the National Register of Historic Places and was an early transportation center serving the Oregon Trail. There it is. There's mm-hmm. that that game we all played. <laughs> I have the Oregon Trail card game. You do. That's right. We I did play that. And I lost. It's oh, fine. Right. I did, in fact, die of dysentery. Either that or a snake bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just couldn't stop drinking that dirt water. No, I'm very thirsty. <laughs> that is an American dad quote oh my god there it is i knew you seemed too confident they were on the oregon trail they got stuck in the game okay and francine keeps drinking out of puddles and dying (laughs) and i said just couldn't stop drinking that dirt water um it was also a transportation center for overland mail mail stage route and the kelton freight road Mm. these mean something they do (laughs) to somebody yeah Now, surprisingly, I couldn't find a lot of information on the Stricker House and Rock Creek without... It was very short. Even the actual website that you Mm -hmm. can visit, it's one paragraph of, here's what we have. So I did a lot of digging, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. I got this information about Rock Creek from hmdb.org, which is the Historical Marker Database. Uh, what this is a real i'm telling you this is how they get you how many people have accidentally ended up on this site trying to look up imdb but they accidentally hit the h instead they're like ah shoot and yeah what is this dang well it exists apparently you can find markers like you know how you're driving down the street and it has that black marker with the gold writing that says someone famous lived here oh yeah, yeah, yeah like that's what you're looking up on this website oh across the country Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, that's do you use that to find those? Yeah. Like oh. you can look up markers on this thing. Historical markers. Interesting. Yep. So this one is about Rock Creek. This is what the actual marker says, so we don't even have to go to Idaho. You can just It's I'm like gonna, we're already there. I'm gonna read it. Close to your you. eyes. It's blistering <laughs> hot. It is. The lush willow bottoms of Rock Creek provided Native Americans with a natural campsite. During the early and mid-1800s, Rock Creek was an oasis for the trappers, explorers, and Oregon-bound immigrants attempting to traverse the arid Snake River Plain. Astorian Robert Stewart camped in this vicinity August 28th and 29th and 1812. Man, in August again. Look at us. Yeah. Being so timely. During his epic eastward Eastward? Eastward? Excuse me. (laughs) It's been a day. His epic eastward trek from Astoria to St. Louis, in which he pioneered what would become the Oregon Trail. Okay. So he's the guy you can thank for 
I guess, starting the Oregon Trail or paving the way. And how long did they wait until they're like, it's okay to make a silly, funny game about this now, even though people definitely died (laughs) on this trail? (laughs) Ha ha, dysentery. That's not funny. So many people died. (laughs) And we're still laughing. I'm like chuckling (laughs) saying it. There are card games about people's dead ancestors. (laughs) There are. Well, there's also Secret Hitler. I bet some people don't find that funny. No, probably not. See, Aphrodite is angry. I know. She's <laughs> whipping her tail around in disgust. Anyway, Captain John C. Fremont camped near this spot on September 30th, 1843, while leading a military expedition guided by Kit Carson <laughs> to survey and map the Oregon Trail. The following day, Fremont following Rock Creek and headed towards Niagara Springs where, after crossing the Snake River, in an inflatable India rubber boat, which I'm not sure what that is. Sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. He examined the outlet of a subterranean river. Fremont's published report detailing his 1843-44 to expedition from St. Louis to Van. Fort Vancouver was of great value to Oregon-bound immigrants and remains today one of the most vivid accounts of the West. Wow. That is interesting. Interesting stuff. Now, the Stricker House Market. I don't think I meant to say market. I think that definitely autocorrected. The Stricker House Marker. Oh. (laughs) That's why I was like, why did I write market? No, it's booming. This is the Stricker House marker. And the marker itself was actually dedicated to Herman and Lucy Stricker. Okay. Which we don't get a ton about, but oh well. (laughs) The pioneers of Old Rock Creek who built an oasis in a sagebrush desert were all where all could find supplies and help when needed. They're the two who that's Herman and Lucy. Mm Mm-hmm. And Old Rock Creek. Excuse me? (laughs) Are your notes like... Yeah, give me two seconds. Okay. I... Say something. Something, anything. I'm... Okay, okay. I like... I think I meant to put Old Rock Creek above... I put Stricker in the middle of Old Rock Creek. That goes up towards the top. Here we go. We're still talking about the Stricker House marker. I definitely confused myself. I did a great job writing, you guys. (laughs) This is usually me that's a hot mess. (laughs) The Stricker House marker, not market, says Ben Holiday located a stage station here in 1864. The next year, the store was built, then purchased by Herman Stricker in 1875. Uh, A focal point for the early history of the area, covered wagon trains, huge freighters, stagecoaches, Indians, miners, and cowboys were familiar sights at this historic site. And this is the the plaque as it reads, correct? It should be, yes. Okay. We're not there, but this is... No, no, because I'm saying it said... uh, It did not say Native American. That's why I was wondering. Oh, no. We're reading verbatim. Yes, I am. The lovely Stricker home was built in 1900 after fires destroyed the first home. The Stricker heirs deeded the home and store site to the Idaho Historical Society in 1984. Neat. And that's all it had to say about it. Okay. I did find one more website that 
covered a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's magicvalley.com. Ooh. Now, I don't know, because that's the second time we've heard Magic Valley. So Is it? I don't know if it's actually like how we're the Wabash Valley, if mm-hmm. they are... Magic Valley? Maybe. Does the I don't want to sound ignorant. Is the Wabash Valley made up of more than Terre Haute and West Terre Haute? Uh, now I, I have no so. idea. Well, I feel stupid we live here. I know. I, know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Anyway, magicvalley.com. This was originally written in 2012, I think, and then republished in 2000. Uh, or 2022. It was this year. In okay. January. And I did not write the guy's name down that wrote it. I forgot. Whoops-a-daisy. Oh, you can look I it up. I want to say Eric. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm just making that up. Um, he says, yes, there was life here before I.B. Perrin and his irrigation system. I don't know who I.B. Perrin is. Mm-mm. A town was born where Rock Creek leaves the South Hills near Kelton Road at the o- Old Oregon Trail. But this may not be the Rock Creek you think. In 1863, the Rock Creek Stage Station was established by the Ben Holiday Stage and Freight Line. We just read about Ben Holiday on the marker. Yeah. The Rock Creek Store was built next to the station in 1865 by James Bascom. For a short time, the store was the only trading post on the Oregon Trail between Fort Hall and Fort Boise. Which I don't know how long that is, but I bet it's... I bet it's lengthy. It is a lengthy travel to and from. German immigrant Hermann Stricker bought the store from Bascom in 1876 and homesteaded the surrounding acreage on Rock Creek. The Stricker family operated the store until 1897, so just shy of 20 years. A small piece of the property, now owned by the Idaho Historical Society, is known as Rock Creek Station and Stricker Home Site, or Stricker Ranch for short. About two miles upstream from Stricker Ranch sits what little is left of the all-but-forgotten town of Rock Creek. According to most accounts, Rock Creek began shortly after the stage and freight line came through the area. The town has a post office by 1871 and a school by 1878. Good for them. Mm -hmm. By 1900, 146 people lived in the greater Rock Creek area, including those at Stricker Ranch. Just a growing. The area was populated mostly by cattle ranchers and farmers, so that probably still stands today, I would say. Yeah, runs in the family, I told you. Yeah. One notable resident was John F. Hansen, originally from Denmark. Okay. Hansen moved to Idaho in 1876 after reading a published letter by local pioneer James Iverson, which, if you recognize James Iverson, I do, and I can't remember why. I don't. Oh, I mean, okay. like, I guess it kind of rings a bell, but it just... It, we probably learned about him because of Oregon Trail, is my guess. Probably. Anyway, he says, in this land... This is a quote from James, James Iverson. In this land of eternal sunshine lies opportunity for all in a health-giving climate unequaled anywhere. That's what he said of Rock Creek. Mm. Hansen first settled in the Oakley area where he taught school, and then he later farmed near Cottonwood Creek. Eventually, he moved to Rock Creek where he opened a store, and the town also boasted a pool hall, a hotel, and a candy store. The necessities. Say every, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. All you need is a hot plate and a crack. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just after the turn of the century, I.B. Perrin founded the city of Twin Falls and the Twin Falls Irrigation Tract. 
So he's probably the big name, I guess. That's what he said. There's more than Ivy Perrin. Yeah. Um, soon the railroad entered the area along the south side of the Snake River. And then 1905, a town site was being surveyed along the railroad seven miles east of Twin Falls and seven miles north of Rock Creek. Investors made Hansen an offer he couldn't refuse. If he would move his store from Rock Creek to the new town, they would name the town after him. So Hansen moved his store, and the investors made good on their promise. I and guess. then we were given the wonderful city of Hanson, Idaho. Yay. Like, an offer he can't refuse. I feel like that's a lot of effort for just a name. To name a city after you. I want money. Like, sorry. I mean, I don't know if he ended up making money off it, because he did own the store, too. But, I mean, what kind of waves are you making in in Idaho? <laughs> and the, the, what... The southern part of Idaho. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But it worked for him. Yeah. So. so in all my digging, that is really what I could find without overlapping information. I got more stuff from everything but the website that talks about Stricker and Rock Creek. Right. So that's all I have as far as history and stuff. Even though nothing crazy, like scary or spooky happened there, mm-hmm. um, the Oregon Trail... I mean, you got people. I mean, dying the or- it's kind of like it's kind of like the Underground Railroad. Like, does it need a specific story? Right. And it doesn't have to have something extremely graphic or horrific that had to happen. I mean, people dying all along the Oregon Trail was pretty horrific. Yeah, but it wasn't like some crazy mass murder. And now we have vengeful spirits. That's not the case. It's just you have these people who were running for their lives. Not really mm-hmm. running, but they're traveling for their lives right. and losing them along the way so i can only imagine that would leave behind some disgruntled yeah yeah yep so what do you have kelsey as far as the hauntings oh nothing see you next week well that's all guys (laughs) that's see you later (laughs) no i i'm like i'm so tired i listened to all of that i enjoyed all of that i'm going to the spaghetti dinner if it kills me also when i said close your eyes and imagine you're in the blistering heat of idaho that is a lie i looked that up as well they it is colder there i say it's not that hot there no it's 76 degrees and raining right now so yeah i mean i guess they have the rain instead of just the dry heat yeah uh, rain has been an issue everywhere, especially actually over in Las Vegas. They had a huge, um, what do you call? I don't know, like a big thing of water effed them up. A <laughs> like, flood? Not a flood. <laughs> I like. I hate to say tsunami, but what in the world is it? I don't know. A hurricane? No, I, I don't know. But anyway, like I have regulars who two different regulars at my job who don't know each other at all, both vacation in Las Vegas at the same time. One of them left three days before that hit. The other didn't make it out in time, and they were stuck there for an extra six days. Oh, my God. And I know Kentucky has been, I think, going through oh, flooding yes. and stuff right now. So Actually, really bad flooding. They've had a lot of people die. Yeah, no, they're asking for, like, aid and stuff right now. So, mm-hmm. Like, flash floods. I don't know why. It's, I don't. I mean, I guess they are a state away from us, but I wouldn't think the weather is, would be too much different. It's been raining here so much lately, though. I guess. Like, I, I guess it's just going south. But are we due for for our flood? Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. What was it like? 2000, so, what, 93? Uh-huh, I think that's what we decided 93, on. 2006. Six. It's, I mean, it's a coming. 
So, so that would be what thirteen years. We're overdue. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. We'll we'll find out the hard way. We'll let you know when that happens. Oh God. Anyway, no, I have I've got my spooky stuff on the see now my autocorrect says the stricter ranch oh <laughs> now i'm shaking me my finger i don't know what else to say wagging your waggling my finger and not in a dancing sense <laughs> I know. not could it be dancing head. it's strict dancing <laughs> so anyway my information is coming all from one website that has links within that website which is fringe paranormal dot com like dot wordpress.com so it's their thing but this is fringe paranormal okay good for them also on the page it's got a bloody handprint it Mm. says fear not the unknown it is a sea of possibilities oh wow that is tom althouse yep i like that yeah yeah so anywho you're about to cough i thought you were gonna be like no i just take a deep breath a commanding strict deep breath okay so this is so talking about the stricter ranch stricter golly stricter ranch here we go and i have like a tiny bit of information on here i can't remember i don't know if this is going to overlap with yours or not so i'll read it because it is a paragraph and a half long can't be that bad that's fine the stricker ranch also known as stricker ranch stage stop and the old rock creek station and stricker homestead what a name (laughs) can be found in hanson idaho the stage stop was constructed in 1865. The store and house were purchased in 1876, with the Stricker home added in 1901. It is perhaps best known for being part of the famous Oregon Trail, as we learned. Mm-hmm. It was an important landmark stop for weary travelers in need of supplies. The journey was long and difficult, with many people losing their lives to hardship, illness, and conflict along the way. Many believe this is why the Stricker Ranch has become a hotspot for paranormal activity, as we suggested. Yeah. So, like, you don't need you don't need a specific tragedy. Just death, really. Right, death in general. Tends to do it. Yeah. So, this is the paranormal activity at Stricker Ranch. Sorry for the puzz. That was bad. Oh. <laughs> I'm popping over here. So, visitors have witnessed ghostly figures running through the field and small open cemetery. What? And they just missed A, but for some reason that really messed me up. Running through the field and a small open cemetery that is still standing on the property. These visions are usually seen after dark. Go figure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Doesn't hate to be stereotypical, but it'd be like that. I guess. Well, people aren't looking during the day. I guess I'll wait and see what the activity if any is mm-hmm. before i make comments yeah uh people have also reported doors opening and lights flickering inside a cabin at the ranch when no one was inside go figure creepy we talked about that last week with alton in the house in the building oh, yeah. the boat building where yeah the light kept coming on mm-hmm A group of local paranormal investigators, according to this website, calling themselves the Supernatural and Paranormal Team, or SNAPT, spent time in Stricker and captured seconds of video footage that seemed to show a face emerge, then disappear in the darkness. And I will just, maybe we'll share this video. It's all on the website, on this website. So, it's a quick, face is a word for it, but I will say it's an anomaly that I I can't remember how long the video is, otherwise I would just hand it over to you and show you, because they do a lot of, like, editing and crediting, and I'm like, it's literally like a five-second video, but okay. 
Mm -hmm. Anyway, there is something that pops up in the corner of the room they've zoomed in to show you. And it pops up. It's it's weird. The room, the cameras are in black and white, Mm -hmm. which we're used to. And in that black and white, an orange figure pops up. So are they using infrared or oh gosh, I'll go ahead and hit play because I cannot remember. No, it's like regular camera. Okay. Because I know when we use infrared, it does make everything black and white, but nothing of color should show. Yeah. Like you shouldn't get any color outside of that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to just hand it to you and you'll see it. It looks like it's supposed to be black and white and then an orange face just kind of pops up. They have it highlighted for you. Okay. Oh, uh, so they've put like a window there, I see. No, yeah, they well, they've mean, enlarged I, it. I and know. if you if you rewind it back, you'll see you can see in the background behind that window, it's in the bottom left corner that it emerges. And it's like I think it's in black and white. I think it's in night vision and then something orange appears. Mm-hmm. So it's a little odd. Do I know I don't, do I think it's a face? It's really it is really um distorted right if they would have maybe edited the video a little bit enhanced yeah that spot unless that is enhanced i mean my guess is it probably is do i think it's a face i don't know but is it something weird yeah i don't know what that is yeah that wasn't an orb no um I, I can't explain it. Yeah, it's not like someone shined a flashlight or turned on a light of anything. It definitely fades in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's floating in the middle of the room. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't rise up. It's very abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that is uh, I don't, at this moment unexplainable. I was going to say, I don't know what to call it. So if yeah. that's enough for you. The Southeast Idaho Paranormal Organization, or SIPO, I'm going to guess is what they call themselves, mm-hmm. interviewed local historians and completed an investigation as well. They compiled a video of their work, which included a few pieces of possible evidence. They discussed their findings at the end of a nearly 30-minute investigation video posted on YouTube. Did I watch that entire 30-minute investigation video? Yes. And to call it a 30-minute investigation video is a little much of a reach because it's like the last 10 minutes if that of the video otherwise it's interviewing so it's like their whole little production if you will where they do they interview historians get um other people's experiences who have lived there who have visited there what have you that's not to say that the interview part of the video isn't important like you learn you learn the stuff from the people that tie into the investigation part of it so it's just the the investigation part comes at the end. So a lot of it is people telling stories in the beginning. Actually, I'm just going to get to it because the first person they talk to is a caretaker who used to live in the Stricker house doing caretaking things. Oh, so, so it's still a livable house. It's not like run down, decrepit. Uh, that's the way it made it sound because he said something about staying in a bedroom. And I'm like, well, why else would you be staying in a bedroom? So. Right. So this, my notes that I've taken here are sort of an abbreviation of the video, just quick synopsis. You can, obviously, we will link the video. You can go check that out as well. I will say it is dated. This video is from 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and it's just, it's just interesting to see it all then. And it'd be wild for them to go back there and check it out with like the 
how much technology has grown since then. Right. If they're still active. Sorry, I had to burp there for a oh, second. Yuck. Yucky. So, yeah, they... I suppose that's part of the investigation as well. When they're talking to these people, they're getting background and history from them, that, but then also saying, like, have you had any experiences? And then they're talking about their experience. So okay, it all adds up in the end. So the caretaker that they spoke to was Kurt Handley. He was the caretaker from around, he said, 1999 to 2000 for around six months. So not super long. I don't know if that has to do with him being scared off or not, but hmm. it was just six months. Yes. Interesting. He said, uh, said he was, what did I type out here? Oh, he said he was trying to spend as little time in the building as he could as possible, especially in the evening, because there were a lot of inexplicable noises. Uh, as he was saying this, that was it. As he was saying that there were inexplicable noises and he didn't, it made him uncomfy to be in there, Mm -hmm. especially in the evening by himself. As he's saying, oh, there's some weird noises. There is a weird noise it sounds like a little girl in the background and like no one in the video stops no one acknowledges it they just Uh keep going he's like oh there's some weird noises like in the background i was like what was that did they acknowledge it in notes later like we heard the sound after the fact not that i saw not that i'm aware of I'm wondering... And he didn't, like, even flinch or anything. There had to be something going on in the background. Maybe they were setting something up in the background. Uh, but I just thought it was funny that it was, like, on cue. i trying to think would it have been, like, a bird or something. Well, I made it sound like a bird. But, no, okay. it sounded like a little girl or something. It was... But it was an inexplicable noise, as this guy is talking about inexplicable noises. And they're doing this interview in a building, I'm assuming, on Stricker Ranch. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was very good timing. He said it sounded like there was, in in talking about the sounds that he was hearing, he said it sounded like there was a piano or a phonograph somewhere off in the distance playing music. Oh, Like, no. how creepy would that be to be in this house by yourself at night and, like, always on the other side of the house there's just, like, creepy piano music playing? Ew, what if you went to the side you were hearing it on and then when you get there, it's on the other side? Like, you're always yeah. chasing it? Slash, Ugh. there is not a piano in the house. Yeah, also, I don't know about that. No but musical instruments. Yeah, there are no <laughs> musical instruments. That would be creepy. I mean, that's creepy enough to me. Right. He Yeah, so, and then he said in the bedroom that he stayed in, there is a door leading to the Stricker Mansion part of the house because keep in mind, this was a whole, there were outbuildings, it's a whole oh, yeah. like plot of land. Mm-hmm. So where he was staying, there was direct access to the mansion part. And there was a transom window above the bedroom door. If you don't know what a transom window is, it's like the little, think of like old Victorian homes. It's a little bitty, like skinny, long window, the width of the door above it. It usually has like pretty oh. stained glass in it or something. Yeah. And it can open. I it was, I was, I'm assuming it's for airflow, like before air conditioning was a thing mm-hmm. if you wanted to keep the doors closed but still get some air or i wonder if they had fireplaces in the house if it was like to help to smoke escape possibly but yeah transom windows can like kind of swing open and closed so he said that the transom window would be closed when he went to bed at night and then when he would wake up in the morning it was open Mm-hmm. and he's the only one staying in this house and the transom window is like i said it's not a window to outside it is in the house we love to see it yes yeah <laughs> and he never he said he never saw any 
physical things like no imagery it was just a lot of sounds a lot of eerie feelings and cold breezes throughout the house okay i mean that also depends on the state of the house which as of now we know it needs repairs otherwise i wouldn't be having the spaghetti western repairs or upkeep i don't know maybe both i did see i didn't read it but in that about the spaghetti western they said something about the stairs really need replaced they don't know if they've ever been repaired or replaced ever (laughs) okay all right well the next person they interview is lisa holloway dota i'm guessing Mm -hmm. I will be honest, I forgot to write down what what she was in relation to the building, but oh, okay. but she gave a little bit. She said she said it she feels like your intentions when coming to this ranch determines the experience that you'll have. And so people who are th- that are coming to look for a haunted house are probably or she didn't say haunted house see this is my abbreviation people who are coming to look for spooky things in the house are going to get spooky things people who are coming for the historical aspect of it are going to get the historical things mm-hmm. and while she's telling this whole story of like spooky things historical things there they have some still photos scrolling across and i'm assuming they are pictures that have been taken in the ranch or the home And one image, the first image that scrolls by, looks like a woman in a white gown, like, (laughs) in a white gown standing at the top of the stairs, and it's not like, if you squint really hard, you see it. It looks like someone is standing there, but it's very obviously not meant for show. Like, Uh it looks like someone was taking a picture of the staircase, and there just happens to be, like, someone standing at the top of the stairs. I said, think of, like... Is it Samara from The Ring? Uh huh. Like long dark hair, yes. white gown, and just standing like stiff as a board at the top of the steps. That's one of the pictures that just casually scrolls by as she's talking. Oh man, it yeah. makes me think of. Um, in my head, I'm picturing the Willard Library. Yeah, the gray lady. Oh gosh, that picture still like. Is it kind of like that, or is it more solid than that picture? I feel like more solid personally. Really? If if I remember correctly, it was pretty solid. Because at first I was like, why? It seemed like the pictures were just pictures of the building. I'm like, that's fine. Because there are actual people in some of the pictures. Mm -hmm. And then I I had to rewind back. I'm like, I don't understand what this is supposed to be. And I'm guessing it was a pic. Because when she said, you're looking for spooky stuff, you get the spooky stuff. And then when it talked about historical, it showed like historical photos and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. So, creepy. Weird. Next, we talked to Drac, and by we, I mean Sipo. Uh-huh. I th- yes. Uh, Jack Trevor Mulberry. Uh-huh. And he lived next door to the ranch in one of the outbuildings. He said, or I guess, no, sorry, he lived in a house next door to the ranch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's confusing because when you say ranch, you just want to think like, a, they said there's all these outbuildings, there's the mansion, there's whatever, like, I'm guessing he was not on the property, but close enough to see the property. Okay, so ranch is in the land. I'm guessing so. Okay. Wherever it was, he was close enough to see the mansion, like he could comfortably and easily see the mansion. Mm-hmm. He said one time he saw two ghosts. So, and I believe these were at two separate intervals in time. The first one was at about two in the morning. He said he was asleep on the couch and woke up and sat up to see a lady in a nightgown 
walk out of the bathroom and towards the kitchen in the mansion. Oh. And this is, there was, in. he didn't give a time frame, and I think I talk about this towards the end. He didn't give a time frame, like, year-wise when this was. Mm-hmm. But if the caretaker was a male, and I hate to be this person, but most caretakers, especially if they have to take care of the building at night, are probably men. Mm-hmm. Like, to see a, a woman walking around in a nightgown. Right. I don't know. As also, a lady friend over. Uh, maybe. Also, he has to have some pretty good knowledge of the mansion to know, like, she walked from the bedroom, or sorry, the bathroom to the kitchen, mm-hmm. seeing this from another house. Like, I can see my neighbors pretty well, I guess, but I wouldn't be able to tell you where they walked to and from if right. I saw them in the windows. So I have no idea how this building is set up, but he said he could see a lady in a gown walk from the bathroom towards the kitchen. And he said it didn't scare him, but it just, like, stuck with him. Yeah, like, because why wouldn't it? Yeah. And this is why... So this video is dated. I mentioned this before. It's... uh, There's not two people sitting and talking, like, E news style it's just a person sitting down they hit record and the person sits down and they tell their story so there's no banter back and forth there's no probing questions it's just like hey tell us what happened and i said that's why i think some important details were missing aka like what year this happened because if it was during that caretaker's time maybe he had a lady friend over like maybe he walks around in a nightgown at night in a wig and like who's who are we to judge what he does at night with his nightly routines right so it's i had questions when i watched it this just seems like a regular dude you know mm-hmm. telling his spooky story but i'm like well dang what what year was it how did you know it was the bathroom to the kitchen and blah 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 right but that's okay like we still like the stories we still appreciate the stories and then the second ghost that he encountered actually came to his house that he was in. No. And yeah, he said he woke up in the middle of the night to his bedroom door swinging open, and a man with a cowboy hat came in and said, get out of Anne's room. The, yeah. Sir? Yeah. <laughs> and it, that one, this looks like good old country boy kind of thing. That one apparently startled him so much that he got his stuff and left for the night. He went and stayed somewhere else. Well, I would imagine. Like, it was so... Is visceral the right word? Like, it was like it was right there. He could see it. Right. He's just like, no, thank you. Yep. I, uh, I would also leave and never come back. Right. He said that people will drive by and see lanterns swinging around the 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 place the grounds which we are familiar with and can't i know and we can attest that like sometimes it is inexplicable like they could be lights off in the distance it could be you know car headlights or street lamps off whatever but there are times where it's like there aren't cars that way there's not a road that way there's no street lamps because we're in the middle of nowhere right so drive by like passerbys say they see these lanterns creeping around on the premises Mm -hmm. and at the time of this video being made which i said was 2010 the house that he was in has since been abandoned so this was story he was telling stories from the past Mm -hmm. but by the time he was talking about it the house is no more like the house that he was even in is now just kind of sitting empty yeah 
Next, we spoke, we, the royal we, I don't know why I keep saying we, spoke with Beverly Stone. And she, I think, was a historian because she told this pretty, it was an interesting story about a man named William Doodle. I'm pretty sure I had to guess on the spelling. William Doodle. William Doodle. She definitely said Doodle, but like I didn't know how to spell it. Okay. So... Nothing about the story that she told was necessarily paranormal. Well, it wasn't paranormal. It was just kind of the life of this lawless man in the early 1900s or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was originally, he got captured, you know, and and, and incarcerated. Is that the word? I can't Uh think of words today. He was locked up for stealing horses. He would steal horses. So pretty, whatever. He was in jail for a couple years. They let him out. He, when he got out, he had somewhere to be and he had somewhere to be quickly. So you want to know what he did to get there quickly? He stole Walked out of the jail, stole a horse and left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, ev- yeah. And eventually they caught up with him. And actually, I think it was a matter of like, he had to have been drunk or something because he actually stopped at a police station and like was tired and hungry and apparently back then the cops did care and they're like oh, we need uh-huh. to we need to feed this man we need to take care of this man and then they're feeding him and they look outside and they see the horse and it like belongs to the equivalent of like the mayor or, like i don't know it's a very Prominent obvious horse. like they recognize the horse immediately and they're like this guy again so they lock this dude up again for <laughs> like after he's done eating they're like all right get in the cell what a dumb dumb and this was the type of jails that like again i think i've talked about this game many a time red and redemption 2 oh where the the jails when you walk in they have the prison they have the cells like right at the front they're basically the, out in the opens to kind of like mock them like it's the equivalent of being out in the the stocks to be stuff be thrown at you and whatnot heckled yeah pretty much so he's in the front cell of this jail he does his time however long that may be and they let him go well as he's leaving he's what i can't i didn't write down the exact line that he said but very poetically said uh come nightfall you'll all be dead for doing this to me for locking me up i'm gonna kill everyone Ah. And they're like, oh, okay. We gave you food. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just going to come back and kill everyone. So thanks. Uh, and sure enough, he it, it didn't even take till nightfall. He stepped outside, had his gun on. Because the thing is, they would like take their belongings from them, put them off the side. And when they leave, they're like, all right, here's your weapons and stuff. Bye. Took his gun, went outside, just started shooting. Like oh. anywhere, everywhere, trying to kill people. He was eventually apprehended by a store clerk. And by apprehended, I mean he was shot and killed. Oh, yikes. Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't know how many people he killed, if any, is irrelevant. But all of that to say, she she told this story because, like I said, it's interesting. That was just a quick synopsis. But it's, this all happened in this town. And she's like, have I ever dealt with him paranormal? Like, she's leading up to this. And I was like, here comes the story. She said, have I ever interacted with him paranormally speaking? No, I've never seen him. But I would assume that a vengeful spirit like his would definitely want to be sticking around these parts. And that was the story. So I was like, it was a fun story. I enjoyed the story. But she ended it with like, oh, I've never experienced anything paranormal. But I bet he's here. (laughs) So... 
which i mean maybe the man was mad he got locked up for years for stealing a horse which like horses horses plural i don't know and everything is in perspective like who knows how bad that was back then but whatever right. that's what happened with william doddle like she even went into detail about how to make fun of him like the heckling they started calling him doddle doddle william like just saying his name backwards like that was so mean <laughs> what calling me that i know or like doddle bill or something like that and they're like that'll teach him <laughs> i know what a silly man we got him good huh <laughs> so those are the people that they interviewed so now we are getting into the good stuff the creepy stuff that we like the investigation and they have at the time like they're doing evps they've got camcorders uh they have oh gosh i said thermometers that is not the correct word for it oh but basically thermometers to check like it, it was digital thermometers so you could see immediate fluctuations in temperature and whatnot okay and they had their stationary cameras throughout some of the buildings and EVP recorders set up near those for continuity. If you saw things, heard things. Which is good. Yes. We've yeah. learned. <laughs> well, we will learn that it was helpful to them. Oh, okay. So they split up into teams, two of them going to the dry cellar, which is the first thing we see. The dry cellar is pitch dark. They would throw people down there. I think it's like what happened with the old jail in, how they would throw them. Oh, in that room to sober up. Uh-huh. It sounds like it was kind of like that. They would throw them in there, lock it up, and it was super dark. There were no windows. There was no light. It was just in underground. So very creepy. And the biggest thing that happened to them while they were there was they both, one of them walked through some, like, a space, the other behind them, and they're like, oh, it's really cold right here. And it was one of those, I was just about to say that kind of thing. Like, they both hit a cold spot. Yeah. Whip out the thermometer. And standing there, you can see it. They're recording it. The It's jumping three degrees up and down. Like, not exactly three degrees. Uh -huh. But it's climbing and falling between three degrees, like, as you're staring at it. Oh. And, like, temperatures fluctuate a little bit. Yeah. But, like, it went from 38.8. I will say, I said, they said it was a cold spot. It's 38 degrees there. Like, and we're in Idaho, and you can see them wearing mittens, so you know it's cold. Mm -hmm. But, like, so... Cold, chill, cold spot. I don't know. It was winter time, though. I guess. Well, you know, like when the wind blows, it, even though it's cold and you feel it, you're like, Ugh, it's well, it's even worse. That's, I kind of wish I knew the area because they're in the dry cellar and it's like, how how secure is it? Is there any air getting in? But regardless of that, you did see the thing drop from 38.8 to 35.8 mm -hmm. and like everything in between as they're just staring at it within a couple minutes. And that is odd. Yeah. The second group, sorry, I'm like breathing heavy for no reason. <laughs> oh. uh, the second group went into some of the outbuildings, more or less said that like they didn't really have any weird feelings, didn't really pick up anything in the moment, nothing to note there. At the end of the video, though, they compile all of the evidence that they've gathered throughout the night from the different teams. And this is when the EVPs and the camcorders were very helpful to them did they have like a whole slew of evidence mm -hmm. no not really but some of it was pretty good like especially the first one so they had like i said stationary cameras voice recorders throughout 
And as they're all, all of them are on the first floor, we're assuming they've been talking, been trying to reach out to the ghost, blah, blah, blah. Like you would have heard noises. There's really not a lot of noise happening, but the voice recorder on the second floor, you hear like a very distinct, like, and it does it like twice. It's like a weird breathing, heavy, shuddery thing. Uh Uh-huh. It was kind of (laughs) loud. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, but it says that there are two distinct breaths and like even if it was them down on the first floor and like if someone's breathing that heavy like myself right now from talking (laughs) it wouldn't have echoed all the way up to that recorder right so we've had instances like that so i will say like i said i keep mentioning this it is 2010 so equipment has gotten much better since then these voice recorders at rest, I don't know if they're just, like, way too sensitive or what, but there's a lot of, like, shh, 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 like, to start, which is setting you up for a hard time because right. you have to, like, dig through that white noise. Yeah. And it's, like, really garbly at times, but even still, that those breaths came through really clearly, mm-hmm. and there's nothing on the cameras, and you can see from the other, cam- other cameras that they are on the first floor. They were not on the second floor. Okay. So we love to see that. Yeah. And I would think they didn't include that like rustling noise as part of their evidence, did they? No, no. They like would do the little parentheses like when their suspected evidence popped up, especially um, one of the last pieces of evidence they have. I'll get to it. I'll I'll get to it in a minute. They, They don't include it, though. No. I just think if they didn't. Even though it was in 2010 and it wasn't as great, they would have been used to the sound and would have known what to pick out as unusual. That's true. And also, like I said, or I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. Uh, is <laughs> I was they, thinking. Right. They may have enhanced the audio and that's why it's more, because we've done that as well. It's, I mean, it's almost impossible to cut out. I mean, you usually want to say enhance, like we enhanced it here at this part so you can hear it better. Yeah, we are not magicians. Like enhancing means the whole, like I can make it a little bit crisper and louder, but I cannot make background noises just disappear. Like that can't happen. Maybe it can. I'm just not smart enough. (laughs) Okay, so the second one, the second EVP that they received was there is some controversy among the group as to what it was. They were split on some people thought it was a a growl. And I was wait I was like, here we go with like the demonic no one said anything about a demon, thank goodness. But they said it was a growl. And half of them thought it was like a guttural because there was like depth and tone to it. Uh-huh. And then the other that another guy popped up and was explaining this, and he was on the opposite side of not necessarily thinking it was a vocal growl. He starts like fumbling, trying to explain it. He just very essentially uh eloquently says it sounds like somebody farted i'm gonna be real because <laughs> he's like you like as as boys you know we know what the recording sound of passing gas sounds like i was like you don't have to say just all some, that just say someone dumped some like some of y'all farted <laughs> yeah somebody farted and I don't know which side I'm on. I technically don't think I'm on either side. I'm a little leaning on the fart side, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, Because it's a really dumb reason. To me, the sound sounds really not like either, but more like a squeaky floorboard. And here is my reasoning. 
they it, the video that's given because again they have camcorders and voice recorders going for continuity it looks like they're all kind of just sitting in a circle on the floor speaking where are you holding the voice recorder when you're doing that it's probably like down in your lap or something closer to the very close to the floor yeah the video starts with someone says something and they all this is so stupid (laughs) i know where you're going (laughs) we've all done it uh somebody says something and they all start laughing and it's like the reason (laughs) the reason why i'm on the fart side of things is because it's like somebody told it they're like man i really gotta do it and they're like haha funny joke and everyone starts laughing but then like you get performance anxiety and like the fart doesn't come until after everyone stopped laughing (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i got like secondhand embarrassment from this growl i was like man because I'm sorry, are you going to be fine? I know. <laughs> I'm honestly thinking about investigations we have done where immediately the recorder... <laughs> Hold on. The recorder will start and you... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I why I'm laughing I'm so not going to cut any of this. It's I'm fine. I'm just thinking of instances there's been more than one yeah, unfortunately where the recorder will start and you just hear one of us say i hope it didn't pick that up <laughs> that's true there are so many times where we go to hit record and somebody's like a hold on and just like tears it up and they're like all right let's go i know and just there's unfortunately too many occasions where they're like did that pick up my fart <laughs> Oh man, and you better, and you hope that you don't get any kind of EVP in that moment, because then you're like, how are we going to cut that out? And actually, we've had an, a situation like that where I had to like cut out something kind of embarrassed. I can't remember what was said. Oh God, I don't know. I believe it was at the Rotary Jail, but I don't remember. I was just thinking of when we were at the uh, Cloverdale Cemetery, and I think we were separated at first. And when you guys were walking up, I said, "Did you? How, how long have you been there?" Or something. Like, I hope you didn't get my fart. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my thing is like to back up the fart. Do you need to take a drink first? I'm fine. Go ahead. Okay. In addition to holding it in your lap, like where else is the voice recorder also close to a fart? So <laughs> yes. and so because it is, it's loud, like as if it's in the person's lap. <laughs> And I just, um, like, oh, the toilet humor is what gets. Me. Oh my god! That's, right? Yeah. No offense for. to the guy, like to the half that thought it was a guttural, like a vo- vocal growl, because maybe it is. Because he's like, I hear tone, I hear depth, I hear whatever, and I listened to, I did listen to it a couple <laughs> times, and I'm like, I don't really hear it. If he was the only guy trying to push it, then I would say he was the one who farted. That's but. exactly what I was thinking. Like, hey, you guys, haha. And then he just couldn't get it out in time. It it, it got silent, and then you heard, like, um, but it didn't quite sound like that. Right. So part of me was like, I feel like the person making up the excuse of, like, it was a vocal, it had tone, it had depth, <laughs> like, was the person who did it. But... To me, it doesn't sound like that either. It's just a very good story. What it sounds like is kind of the same concept. Everybody, someone says a joke, cuts the tension, everybody laughs, ha, ha, ha. Like, while everyone's laughing, you adjust yourself on a Uh, hundred-plus-year-old floor that hasn't been renovated 
at all in some spots. Yeah, probably. And if ever. the voice recorder is right, like in your, I'm assuming it's it's very close to the floor at the very least if you're sitting on the floor, and it's gonna catch if you can't hear my like computer chair squeaking. Mm-hmm. If the microphone was down in my lap, you would catch that much louder. Right. And to me, that's exactly what it sounds like. Okay. So that's, sorry. All that for that. And I don't all think you were thinking of an EVP. I think you're thinking of when we record these episodes and we have to cut the beginning of stuff. Oh my gosh, that happens so much in the beginning. We've learned to cut the banter a little more, uh, so I don't cut anything. You get it raw, uncut. All, Sometimes. Pretty Sometimes. much all of it. Yep, there are times where, like, if the animals get too, too disruptive, but hopefully I've done a good enough job that you won't notice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for Pete's sake. Huh. Gotta breathe. Okay, you're la- still out of breath. No, well, because I was laughing, dummy. Oh, okay. Anyway, last piece of evidence that they have. Uh, where is it? Why in the world? Oh, creaky floor. Is that? No. I'm so, there was, this, there's two more pieces of evidence. I did not. I have a lot of notes. I just didn't write them well. Oh. Okay, so the next piece of evidence, second to last piece of evidence, is another EVP from the second floor. Again, video evidence shows that they were not on the second floor when this happened. Something about this recording, and I don't know why, was super crackly and garbly, like, from the get-go. And I was waiting, I was, like, listening really hard trying to hear what they were talking about. And then it did happen very obviously, and I was, like, trying to listen through all this garbled. And I don't know, I don't know if it was the placement to me, what I wrote is it sounds like they took the voice recorder and just threw it in a wind tunnel and said, good luck. Oh. So it was pretty rough, but I mean, regardless of that, you still hear what they're talking about, which is you get the garble, 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 and then it sounds like someone starts moving furniture around the room through the crackling. Mm-hmm. And then what sounds like someone trying to talk to you on a walkie-talkie, like that that interference or that crackly noise starts cutting in and out as if the voice recorder is now acting like a walkie-talkie. Oh. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's They said it sounds like someone talking on a walkie-talkie. To me, it doesn't sound like someone standing next to the voice recorder. It's like they picked up the voice recorder and started treating it like one. Okay. It's really, like, that's not a great example, but it's because it comes through so clear. Like, everything just starts cracking, and you hear, like, partial words and... Yeah. And it's kind of lengthy. It lasts like five seconds, five to ten seconds of something sounding like it's trying to talk. So, but like I said, very garbly, but you do, regardless of that, still hear that movement. And it's weird. It's weird. Nobody's up there. And the movement of the furniture is one thing. If somebody tripped downstairs or moved something downstairs, I could chalk it up to that. But that walkie-talkie sound was, uh, it was weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the last piece of evidence is, I could. I mean, this is the order that they put it in. I would have saved the best for last, but I just wrote it as I was watching the video. Not that this isn't a good one, because it's interesting. It's an orb. Okay. And I, you did, you made the face that I did. I probably rolled my eyes. <laughs> you did, and I did too. And I felt guilty. I was like, we've been here, like, just listen to them for a minute. And as I'm thinking that, they're like, I'm going to be honest with you. We always, we never count orbs. We always dismiss orbs because there's no way of distinguishing them from dust sometimes. Like, it's just too, too uh, easy to yeah. mistake it for, like, 
to mistake dust for that or bugs for that or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they just flat out, they're like, we almost never include orbs. But in this case, they couldn't help it. And when I saw the footage, I understand why. So it was Lucy, Lucy Stricker. Oh, I forget. I wrote it down. I put my my phone down because I was so confident in myself. Yeah, it was Lucy. So Lucy Stricker. It was her bedroom. They said her bedroom, I'm assuming. Like, maybe they had separate bedrooms. I don't know. They did things differently. Yeah. This is the 1800s. You yeah, see. you see. So, you see her bed, and the camera is facing at the bed. So, they must have had, like, caught onto something that stuff happens in that room. Because there's not a lot in view except for the bed. Uh-huh. But it has, like, white pillows, white sheets. Uh, there wasn't any kind of focus on this camera, so it's, like, blinding bright. And I'm like, okay... Not to be skeptical still, but they're talking about how, like, we're going to include this orb because it's a little different. This blinding white bed. I'm like, all right, let's 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 see what you think you're talking about. Clear as day. Like, if you blow a smoke bubble, you know how, like, bubbles get filled with smokes and smoke and how opaque that is and how stark it is? Yeah. Without, like, you don't have to squint at all. You see something uh sizable that's the other thing is it's bigger than any orb i've seen come out from the bed and the motion that it makes i'm gonna show megan you guys are not gonna see it is that it comes out very slow and confident like the trajectory was perfect it just came out of the comforter up in a u and down into the pillow oh and it looked like like an arch Kind of, yeah, it like, well, like a curved arch, yeah, so it came out of the middle of the bed, and without, like, doing any zigzaggy stuff, without wavering at all, it just went, whoop, like, right into the pillow. Huh. And it looked like, it looked, uh, like you could touch it, like, it looked like a physical object. Oh. Ugh. So... No, we also are not big fans of orbs, but in that case, I understood why they made an exception for it. Yeah. Because, like, it looked like something you could grab. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to have to see that now. I know, yeah. Like, we'll we'll have links to as many of these things as we can, the videos, the website, whatever. Uh, So that was, like, kind of lengthy on my part, I think. A little bit. Dang, sorry, I talked a lot. <laughs> all right, I also talked a lot. But it's kind of nice to have, like, a lot of evidence and a lot of stories. Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like we dig and, like, really try to find something good for you guys. And this one, it was just there. Surprisingly, yeah. in Idaho, of all places, it <laughs> right. was just there. Idaho, I hope you feel seen. I <laughs> guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're and not just a pit stop on our way to You're Oregon. not just the doorway to the southern hills i can't remember what it was south hills south hills whatever it is you're more than that (laughs) so that's that's idaho that is hansen idaho at the stricker ranch in rock creek station station yeah (laughs) that was a fun one i'm surprised i'll I'll be honest both of us when we saw idaho was next we're like oh god what are we gonna cover in idaho That's when we sat down to record, I even said, I was like, I feel different about this one. And you're like, good or bad? I said, just different. I don't know. Like, because so I actually good. had like a good chunk of information thanks to this group who I can look up their name one more time. It was Fringe uh, Paranormal. Uh, Well, that's the website, but oh. the paranormal group that they talked about that oh, did this investigation. Snapped. Well, Snapped is a different one. <gasps> uh, it's the Southeast Idaho Paranormal Organization or uh, SIPO, S-E-I-P-O. Okay. Yeah, Snapped is the one that found the face. 
They did a different investigation and they found the face, which snapped is short for supernatural and paranormal team. Okay. (laughs) I was close. I had most of it. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, there's, it's a lot to cover. So that's Idaho. My goodness. Wonderful. What a, what a journey we took. Next week. I know we just did something there, but we'll actually be in Illinois again oh, yeah, next week. Right. Well, I mean, Illinois is sizable. I'm sure oh, yeah. there's plenty to go around. Well, we know there are places we've wanted to go in Illinois and haven't had a chance to go to. That's true. But I almost don't want to cover those places. Because what if we, we go? go? Well, I mean, we could always rehash. That's right. We'll see. We could. Hmm. So we'll see you next week for Illinois again. Once again place. for like the fourth or fifth time. Probably more, but that's okay. We'll see. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find Or So They Say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.